0: This is a headgum podcast. In '86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for the Babysitters club, club.
1: I have a question, okay? About Snow's Informer, okay? Uh, when he says lick a boom boom down, he says licky
0: boom boom down.
1: When he says licky boom boom down,
0: mm-hmm.
1: boom boom is uh, sometimes slang for the bottom, a poop, a poop, literally oh, like a, yeah. a poop. Great. So is he saying lick, uh, he wants to lick poop? No, I don't think so. Did that expression change meaning somewhere along the way between nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety three,
0: 1993 and now? Let me give you context for how much of a wordsmith Snow is. Mm-hmm. His album, his seminal album with hits such as Informer and Girl uh-huh. is called Six Inches of Snow. No, it's called twelve inches of snow. It <laughs> wouldn't be <laughs> It would not be particularly <laughs>
1: impressive if it was if it was called Six Inches of Snow. <laughs> well that would be that's too many inches. You wouldn't be able to get out your door. <laughs> <laughs> But I understand your meaning. Yes, he is very clever. He's good with words. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think... I think 12 inches of snow would be too much. No, I agree. People wouldn't be able to go to work. Six inches of snow is fine. It's
0: more than enough. Six inches is is fun and playful. 12 inches of snow is like the post office is closed i might even say six
1: inches of snow is too much (laughs) six inches of snow i'm talking like it's bordering on too much yeah four and it's very soft yeah yeah
0: (laughs) and it melts quickly (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good um tanner we have a podcast do
1: we yes Oof, we are burning the midnight oil, Baby Nation. I know all we ever talk about is the fact that Jamie... Oh, God.
0: The fact that Jack... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Baby Nation, I'd like, to, I'd like to take a second <laughs> to pontificate about what just happened. For those of you who are new to this podcast or who haven't been following along or paying super close attention to our family lives, uh, Tanner just called me by the name of his wife.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, is I meant to say Sarah, and I said Jamie instead, and then corrected by saying Jack, when what I meant to say was Sarah. We're all interchangeable to you, huh? Both times I meant to say Sarah, but... (laughs) Good. Baby Nation, uh, Jack's wife Sarah is, and we've been talking about this quite a bit lately...
0: So pregnant.
1: Fit to burst. Oh my goodness. And we keep managing to jam these records in, but before it happens yeah this is like the third one now where it's like well it's surprising <laughs> we're here
0: <laughs> <laughs> but here we are and what we like to say when we are here together tanner is uh-huh. hi hi and welcome hi jack to the babysitter's club club club
1: did that work oh. or what's our latency like
0: um i would say about High latency i would say that the latency is about one to two seconds Okay, that's not bad. In Skype it was like 4. Baby Nation we're trying out a cool new like gamer's interface for video chat that Tanner discovered from his like gamer message boards.
1: Yeah, it's called Discord. It's supposed to be yeah. better than Slack.
0: We like to talk about the latency. No latency. No latency, no scope. No scope. <laughs> 360. <laughs> Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club, Club, a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard... And I'm Tanner Greenring. Sorry, I, I, I don't know where to go with that sentence. It, it makes no sense to me. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I'm Tanner Greenring. I don't know, like, I'm doing my best here trying to host this. Oh, it sounds know. like
1: maybe you messed up your intro. You say, a podcast, I'm Jack Shepard, and
0: I say, and I'm Tanner Greenring. Let me try it again. Sorry, Sorry, boss. A podcast in which I'm Jack (laughs) Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the classic novels. (laughs) Do you understand how fucking upsetting this is to me? A podcast. I'm Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. A podcast in which I'm Jack Shepard and my co-host Tanner Greenring is Tanner Greenring. And in which we discuss the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of Towns. Annabelle, Matthews, Martin, Sanctified and Stormborn, Bane to Bats, Primark, what's the clock one? It's good. Mistress of Clocks?
1: Mm, I don't think that was it, but that's not bad either. (laughs) How about like Temptress of
0: Time? It's a little risque. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she has a lot of epithets. Um, She is also the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. Uh, And she, and this is relevant to the discussion at hand, is the author of the great and beloved American classic, The Sitter's Cycle. Uh, A Cycle of Sitters, in which there are at least 160 books, and of which we have read something like 82 now. Uh, This week we read the book that was entitled Jesse and the Troublemaker, Um, and it was very good. Is chronic a word? No
1: chrono make chrono into chronometric i want to say like countess of chrono Cro- chrono countess chrono countess that sounds
0: that sounds like some your gamer shit yeah that sounds like something from final fantasy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we read a good book we read a great book this week it was good you know, clean babysitting fun
1: that's what i was about to say you you took the words right out of my mouth you want to say it man it feels good to say it must have been you when you were kissing me I'm like, uh, what why what who what is that? <laughs> it's a meatloaf song. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. It must have been when you were kissing me.
0: Why are you talking while you're kissing? No.
1: Well, okay.
0: Yeah. Right? Cuz that's what the context there. He's it like, was good. Clean. Baby. Sitting. Fun. Great.
1: Good clean yeah. babysitting fun. G uh, S C. No. G Good G C S F B. G C S B F. Can I Good, do it? Good clean baby You're beat-
0: so bad G- at this. Can I do it? G C B S F. G C B. Hyphen S F. Yeah. Good clean babysitting fun. A classic novel. A great Jesse book. Um it's my favorite kind of BSC novel, which is when like Something new is plaguing the BSC, and they got to solve it. It's a baby problem. It's a baby mystery, and they solved the baby mystery. Uh, This week, it was a troublemaker. I think it was Queen of Clocks. Oh, Queen of Clocks is very good. Um, Here's a thought, Tanner. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's not get hung up on it. Okay, it's hard for me. This is a week's long journey we've been on. Oh, so you liked it. Yeah. Here, I'll find it. I'll find it for you. Mother of Clocks. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Mother of clocks is very good. Yeah. Let's record the intro. Yeah. I've
1: been Tanner Greenring,
0: and I was Jack Shepard. <laughs> this week, we read a book by the mother of clocks, Jesse, and the trouble. Prime mark of the Prince of Towns. <laughs> All right, this is getting absurd. Let's talk about this novel, my man. Yeah, me too. um me as well. I've got a. Oh, can I sing you a song real quick? Mm. Okay. Few times I've been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that. Cause I ain't no Nola that girl. I ain't no Nola that girl. Now
1: I have an honest question for you, and I, I have a, I have a sincere question for you, and I need you to be honest. Okay. Have you ever heard the song "Holla Girl" by Gwen she, Stefani? Fuck you!
0: That's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like.
1: Does it? <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. You're like cadences off. You like try to
0: like stretch the word and across like four syllables no that's what she does that's what gwen does listen to it and fucking eat crow (laughs) because that's what she does she like she doesn't i don't want to criticize gwen stefani on this podcast i never have Uh when we started this podcast it was not my intention for this to be a medium through which we would criticize gwen stefani it's never your intention but it's always where you end up but it's here here is where we are and i like that song a lot but it doesn't scan. She really takes that second line so it's not just gonna happen like that and squeezes it into a meter that it was never intended for. Well, we can fix it. Well, why would we fix it? Gwen already did it. Because we're already amending the lyrics. Okay, fine. Few times I've been around
1: that track and my good friend Anne has got my back. That's not bad. (laughs) Few times I've been around this track and my good friend Anne... No, fuck so you you just pulled the stefani and my friend ann martin has got my back with my good friend tanner and my good friend jack because i ain't no nola that girl
0: not bad it's not no bad nola let's move on that girl i i would say it's very very good few times i've been around that track with my good friend tanner and my good friend jack because i ain't no nola that girl i ain't no nola that girl um, hey, Baby Nation. why are we saying this? Uh, this book was ghostwritten by the great Nola Thacker. Um, I'm having a thack attack. The thack attack is back, Jack.
1: Let's <laughs> begin be- talking about this novel. Great. Good Clean Babysitting Fun, Jesse book. Yeah. The infallible Jesse Renze. Oh, she fucks up
0: big time this week. Oh, we all agree it's not her fault, though, right? No, and I want to talk about that. Okay. Do you want to talk about it now or do you want to describe this book now? Let's describe this book first and then we can talk about how badly Jesse Ramsey fucks up this week. If you insist. I insist. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to describe this book. Uh-huh. Then you're going to describe this book. Uh-huh. But when you describe this book, you only have 60 seconds to do it. That's all I need, baby. I can take as long as I want. Fine. I'm going to begin now. Just do it. Yeah, do it. I'm doing it. Honed in. I'm listening good all right well listen with your ears not with your mouth jesse ramsey is no stranger to trouble she faced down the super brat when he came through town like a whirlwind a few years back she locked horns with the dance school phantom when she engulfed jesse's elite academy in a campaign of unholy terror and she stood fast and held strong against the bad babysitter when that nasty little customer threatened everything and everyone that Jesse held dear. Jesse Ramsey is no stranger to trouble, but she's never met anyone quite like the Troublemaker. A prodigy, brilliant, quick-witted, and incredibly creative in her own twisted way. The Troublemaker, whose tiny body has been racked by disease, but whose mind contains multitudes. The Troublemaker. Who's was about to be the greatest challenge that Jesse Ramsey has ever faced. Because she has no interest in making nice when she can make trouble. Jesse and the Troublemaker. What do you think, buddy? Very good. Thank you. It's meaningful to me.
1: My favorite part was when you described the book this time. Right.
0: Thank you. That's the, that was the whole part.
1: Mm hmm. What about you describe the book, man? You want me to? Yeah. I feel like I just did it last week. You
0: described last week's book last week. This week's You want me describing... to do this one too? Yeah, I want you to describe this week's book. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was going to be a pop quiz this week. Yeah, well, there is. And it's a timed quiz. Uh oh. <laughs> Not good with those. My might panic. <laughs> it's happened before. Here's what I'm going to do, Tanner. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big, bad clock that I have here. During those 60 seconds, I would like for you to describe everything that happens in this novel. Okay. Are you ready? Are you prepared?
1: Uh, I am as ready as I ever will be. Okay, great. I'm going to hit start right now. Okay, Baby Nation. This week, Jesse Ramsey uh is a babysitter and she works for the babysitters club it's uh, an organization of babysitters uh danielle who we previously encountered in a former book uh is a survivor of childhood leukemia she's doing great she's in remission she's energetic she's living like to quote the great tim mcgraw she's living like she was dying uh skydiving rocky mountain climbing 2.7 seconds bull man bull named fu manchu uh, she is up to no good. She's causing so much trouble. She's trying to live her life to her fullest while she's healthy. Um, She's always getting into crazy hijinks. At the end of the book, one of the crazy hijinks she gets into is smashing a car into another car with <laughs> all of her friends in it, and they all go to the hospital. Uh, B-plot. um, Aunt Cecilia. None stated. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Aunt Cecilia is uh getting married to a man called Mr. Majors, except, except she's not she's really not. because they're best friends.
0: And time. Whew. I got it all out, man. Kind of, it was a little patchy, but... With an assist from your old friend, Uncle Jacko. 10 out of 10. Midway through this book, I thought to myself, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying this. It is literally just about a bunch of, like, babysitting gigs. Right. It doesn't appear like there's any real tension. Danielle is causing a little bit of trouble. There's a a B-plot about uh, Aunt Cecilia maybe getting married to someone. There's not a lot going on. And then... Boom! Danielle fucking drives a bunch of kids into a parked car and takes them all to the fucking hospital in, like, a car wreck disaster.
1: Vanessa's, like, bleeding
0: out on the street.
1: (laughs) And she has to go to the hospital and get Stitch. Yeah!
0: She has to get Stitch. A Stitch. A Stitch. It's fucking incredible. In her forehead. Yeah, Nolethacker nailed it. So that's uh, that's the book, Baby Nation. It's a return of the great Danielle Roberts yep. by popular demand, and she's doing well. She's doing well. She's in full remission. Right. Uh, she's doing. Some might say a little too well. Wow, um, Jack, pretty heartless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to see uh, childhood leukemia survivors
0: doing too well. <laughs> that's not what I meant. You're taking my words out of context. You're twisting my words. Uh-huh. What I meant was that she's she's thriving, and we're pleased to see that. But she is getting into no good. And I think that childhood leukemia survivors should thrive, but should not commit vehicular manslaughter. Grand Theft Auto, vehicular manslaughter. Which is what happened today. There was also this sneaky C-plot that I want to talk about. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Let me first run something by you. Okay. This was Jesse's fault. You think, now what is Jesse's fault? This accident. Not the way that the book is written, the babysitters club call up Danielle's mom and they say she's getting out of control. She does like some shenanigans with the rollerblades and like runs into a bookcase and the babysitters club has like full on freak out mode and they call up Danielle's mom and they say like I think you need to like rein her in a little bit. She's getting wild, she's excited to be out of the hospital, but we're worried that she's out of control. And then when she commits vehicular manslaughter and grand theft auto during a babysitting visit by jesse ramsey somehow jesse is absolved from this crime because like it's felt that the bsc had already warned the parents of this um let me read you a passage tanner right and tell me if anything stands out at you okay i nodded and waved goodbye to mrs roberts as she left she wouldn't be back until late in the afternoon so i had a long job ahead of me i was glad of that I found the fearsome fivesome, this is Danielle and four of her friends from the neighborhood, engaged in some complicated game of Pictionary in the den. That was a relief. I knew that would keep them busy a long time. Greg and I, Greg is Danielle's brother, settled in for some killer checkers in his room. I confess, I love checkers. I always have. Does anything stand out to you there, Tanner? I think so, and I
1: I agree with you. I didn't think this was Jesse's fault because Jesse does everything by the book except for one thing. Jesse goes on this babysitting gig. She's taking care of the kids. She's watching them. She's doing regular check-ins with Danielle, making sure she knows where she is at all times. Danielle tells her a half-truth and says, we are going to play a game called Let's Let's All Go on a Trip. Mm -hmm. And the point of the game is you make a picnic and then you go on a pretend road trip except The road trip is not pretend. Right. They go on an actual road trip in a car and have a car accident. It's the most dangerous game. It's the most dangerous game other than hunting man. What I think you are drawing attention to is an explicit rule from Mm -hmm. the Babysitter's Club manual that we covered last week during Christy and Mr. Mom Mm -hmm. that states very explicitly, and this is a week ago. So this is fresh on our minds. Yep. No babysitting job can have more than four babies per babysitter. Thank you. And by my math, this babysitting job, which Jesse has signed on to and okayed, yep. is six babies six. per babysitter.
0: Six. They threw a fucking fit last week. That's why we have these rules. That's why we have these rules. They threw a fucking fit. No, I agree.
1: No, this is Jesse's fault. I, I 100% agree.
0: Accessory to vehicular manslaughter. Jesse yep. Ramsey. Yep. Good. in uh, Accessory
1: to Grand Theft
0: Auto. And accessory to Grand Theft Auto. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case.
1: Case closed. Case closed. Gavel, gavel. All
0: right, well, that case has been litigated, tried, and closed. Jesse Ramsey, 10 years to life- For vehicular manslaughter. Bail is set at $1 million. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about something that you alluded to earlier. Hmm. The secret C-plot. The secret secret and unresolved C-plot. Which I'm calling What's Up
1: With Stacy? What's Up With Stacy? What is up with Stacy? She's being a bad, naughty girl. She's being a very bad girl. Stacy this week, Baby Nation, um, early on in the book calls Marianne and says, Marianne, I need help. I can't make my scheduled babysitting appointment at the Roberts's. And Marianne's like, okay, well, I guess that means I'm babysitting for Danielle, which is the first of many of Danielle's hijinks. Right. Later, Stacy misses a babysitter's club meeting and doesn't call. To say that she's going to miss the Babysitter's Club meeting, just misses it, and calls with about five minutes left in the meeting and says, not going to make it this week.
0: Apologies. No explanation. And then later shows up like 15 fucking minutes late. Christy gives her the look. This is a thing that they talk about a lot in these books. It's the look with a capital L. Right. Like, if you're more than one second past 530. Right. Right. You get the look, and everyone's terrified of it. Right. Well, because
1: Christy has powers like Scott Summers, Cyclops. Right. Exactly. So when she gives you the look, you're you're vaporized.
0: Yeah, it's very very bad. That's why she wears those cool future glasses with ruby quartz. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: um, and then and then, so she offers no explanation. She just waltzes in fifteen minutes late, pulls a bag of of pretzels out of her bag, and's like, "What? No big deal." Yeah. Um, And then later in the book, she pulls the same stunt that she pulled on Marianne with Jesse and says, I can't make a a babysitting job with the Robertses.
0: Like five fucking minutes before the job. Right. This book is about babysitting crimes. Right. Jesse commits a babysitting crime and Stacy, like low key, is committing the worst babysitting crimes of all throughout the book. But here's the thing, Jack, is we make it to the end of this book.
1: Yeah, and no explanation is ever provided. Stacy never apologizes. There's never like any reason stated for why she's missing meetings and missing babies, babysitting jobs. Yeah, it's a complete mystery.
0: I think they're cooking something up, Nola and I don't. There's something there's up.
1: there's a troubling adjacency to the Robertses. Yeah, she misses two or three Danielle Roberts babysitting jobs. And Danielle Roberts is a is a troublemaker in this, a crime doer.
0: Yeah. The crime in question is, we know this, Grand Theft Auto. And vehicular, mansla- and vehicular manslaughter. Vehicular manslaughter. Right.
1: There's some probably some zoning laws with the whole uh, sledding thing.
0: Oh, right. She also gets a cardboard box and sleds down uh, the basement stairs. Which is probably a zoning issue. Which is just definitely a zoning issue of some kind. Um, kind of a white-collar crime, but still. And she rollerblades into a bookshelf, knocking all of the books off. Well, and, and she, she... Which is a cultural crime, right? Against books, which are where all of our knowledge lies. Right. This is, it's akin to
1: book burning. Right. It's akin to book burning. And she, she fills a stand-up shower with water. Oh, yeah. That was good. Which I think is um, intellectual IP theft. you think that that's like um, Damien Hurst? <laughs> yeah, I think she's I think she's <laughs> going with experimental modern art. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you remember the um show from the mid 90s, late 90s called Get a Life with Chris Elliott? Yeah. Do you actually remember that show?
0: Yeah, it has a REM song as its uh, intro. That's why I know, I've never seen it.
1: There's a whole episode where he fills a stand-up shower with water in order to test out a uh home submarine kit that he builds. Wow, and you keep that like right in your memory. It's it's just lodged in there. It's never leaving. Like with all your other memories? Yeah, it's like your, your name, my wife's phone number, and that <laughs> one episode of the short-lived Chris Elliott vehicle from the 90s, Get a Life, where he buys a DIY submarine from the back of like a comic book, I think, and tests it out in his stand-up shower.
0: Well, thank God you finally had a chance to deploy it.
1: That's been sitting in the old Now I can finally release it Yeah, That's been in the memory stores for like 30 years Set it free
0: now Set it free, just let it go, let it fly free
1: (sighs) What were we talking about?
0: I literally can't remember So Stacy and Danielle are both committing Babysitting crimes Uh, Sorry, Stacy is committing a babysitting crime Danielle is committing a baby crime Something shady is happening With Stacy that Nola and Anne Are hinting at it seems to be tied somehow to this troublemaker, Danielle, uh-huh. um, but whatever it is, something has changed within Stacy, and she is flaunting all of the laws of the Babysitter's Club. Right. It's difficult to convey this because we don't necessarily talk about this every episode, but these laws are fucking sacrosanct. I mean- You do not break them. You do not fucking miss a meeting. You do not come late for a meeting- you do not give up on a client and punt your babysitting charge to someone else.
1: I think that's and true. And Stacy does it all this week we out know of for nowhere. A fact, no, no, no. I agree. And I think that's true. But we know for a fact that Christy makes up these babysitting laws as she goes along. Right. She's a dictator with an iron fist. So maybe this is the beginning of an insurgence. Maybe this is the beginning of an uprising. Yeah. Maybe Stacy is like a Nexus 6. And she's like,
0: wait a second. I don't have to answer to you. Well, you know who's back in town is Dawn. And you know what Dawn brings with her? Dangerous, radical... Well, yeah, carrot sticks. But also dangerous, radical fucking West Coast ideas about how babysitting should be done. Right. Which is no fuss, no muss, no rules, just right. Well, here's the thing. So the
1: We Heart Kids Club, their ideology is, is... no leadership, right? Flat structure. They're anarchists. C- comm- like everyone is is in it for one another. We're all in this together. We're all, we all need to work together to produce this this product. It's very right. um, Marxist. It's very communist. Yeah, California is that much closer to former USSR, mm-hmm. China. You don't need to tell me, buddy. Right? This is no wonder Don picked up these these radical new. Communist ideas, and she's importing them right into Stony Brook. And it's going to be the end of the Babysitter's Club as we know it. That's a very uh, anti Marxist view you're taking. What if this is great for the Babysitter's Club? The Babysitter's Club
0: thrives on rules, right? Christy's great idea was to have a regulated club where it's a well oiled machine that runs according to the rules that she has laid down. Mm -hmm. This week, we read a book about troublemakers what if there's a new way jack that we just haven't explored yet we've seen it it's the we heart kids club it's a fucking mess they were featured on tv i don't love that you're taking their side listen we're tanner we're dancing around something what's that we're dancing around something that happens in this novel that i feel like i don't totally know how to talk about but troubled me in ways that i think are going to stick with me for the rest of my life Okay, that's ominous. This is a book, like, it's good clean babysitting fun, right? Mm-hmm. But in the background, there's all this stuff about time and temporality. You're ready to get into this, huh? We've been stalling long enough.
1: There's Let only me... one way to do this, and it's okay. it's to say that I have a theory. Okay. And the the best way to introduce this theory is mm. to introduce a segment oh boy even though my theory is only adjacent to the segment I think the segment (laughs) is important to what I'm going to bring up great
0: and the way that we introduce this segment is fitting for our hesitancy around talking about it and the lead up because you just you just got to say it you just say it it's track and jackie track and jackie
1: (laughs) we have to go back eh? we have to go back (laughs) So this book, this book actually begins, it's it's very brief, yeah. and Nola just slips it in there, she barely wants you to notice it, but it sets up this cascade. Yeah. In chapter two, uh, Jessie's at a Babysitter's Club meeting, she's reading mm-hmm. the Babysitter's Club notebook, and she says, I just finished reading about Jackie Rudowski's latest disaster involving a rug, a bowl of goldfish, and a boiled egg. Jackie is one of our favorite kids, but trouble Trouble, Jack. Oh shit. Follows him wherever he goes. Yeah. When I heard Christy say, That's great, Mrs. Roberts. Yes, yes, we'll call you right back. So right there in one passage, yeah. we're we're meditating on Jackie. We're meditating on his time blips. Baby Nation, if you don't know this, Jackie Radowski is a babysitting charge, uh, who the babysitters watch after, and he is prone to Skipping through time, living out entire lifetimes, uh, and then jumping back to Stony Brook. While he is away,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: living out an entire life and dying on a different temporal plane, he encounters some kind of accident that is relevant to the life he lives. In this passage, we get a mention of Jackie, some vague details about a blip he's experienced, or several blips, And then right there in the same passage, he's called Trouble. Trouble. And we are introduced to the main plot of this book,
0: Danielle Roberts and the girls babysitting for her. Brilliant. Trouble follows him wherever he goes. And Baby Nation, we talked about this um, in the last couple episodes. Jackie Rudowski has been mysteriously absent from the Babysitter's Club books. The last, like, 20 books, we haven't heard anything from Jackie Rudowski. We used to talk about him all the time. Right. Um, much to our much to our chagrin, like we would love more Jackie Radowski. I would love nothing more than to talk about Jackie Radowski's adventures through time. Um, but in this book, and uh, I don't know if this is Ananola hearing us, but he's mentioned in that passage. He's mentioned in two other passages, but just at the peripheries of everything. He d- you never see him. He never comes on stage. Right. And Nola never gives us enough. She never gives us enough Jackie to flesh out a full Track and Jackie moment. Right. There's a disaster that is committed by Danielle Roberts. And Jesse just says, as an aside, not a disaster on the Jackie Radowski scale exactly. Right. So he's dancing around the edges of this narrative. Right. But all we really get is this. Latest disaster involving a rug, a bowl of goldfish, and a boiled egg, and then trouble.
1: Trouble, trouble. And it's I think it's it's telling that Jackie is back, even if it's just sort of in mention. But he's back, you know. He's it seems as though his time jumping, yeah, has slowed, right. And he's a little bit more regular now. He's a little bit more on schedule. He's he's capable of being babysat again he's well again like danielle well and i this is the the bush we've been beating around this whole time baby nation Mm -hmm. i suspect that the mantle has been passed wow there is a new time walker in stony brook someone who has kissed death and now exists outside of of our temporal plane you think it's the troublemaker i think it's the troublemaker that's heady stuff I think she went skydiving, I think she went Rocky Mountain climbing, I think she went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu, all of them in separate lives.
0: Baby Nation, if you don't know what Tanner is describing, are not his words. I'm
1: describing three different lives led by Danielle Roberts. Yeah. X Games skydiver, <laughs> uh, uh. 1930s uh, expedition mountain climber. And a pro-PBR rodeo rider who went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Also familiar from
0: a hit country song. Called Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we don't know. I don't know. I don't know that we know what's happened to Jackie. But it does appear, at the very least, that what he has is catching. Well, I, I think it's more than just catching. I think Danielle
1: is a time walker, but I think she's evolved. I think Danielle is capable of pulling other people into her time bubbles. All right, spell it out for me, my man. Let me read you a passage. Okay. This is the second time jump that she makes. So this is Jesse talking of a job that Marianne went on watching Danielle Roberts. When she heard it again, she wondered if a storm door was banging or a shutter was loose on the house. She decided to check it out. Excuse me for just a minute, she said to Greg, Danielle's brother. The thumping was louder in the hall, and it was accompanied by muffled voices. Marianne followed the sound to the basement door. She heard a shriek, a giggle, and more thumping. She pulled the door open and found herself in Aspen, Colorado. Whoa. Danielle, Charlotte, and Haley were sledding down the basement stairs using what looked like a mattress from a crib. Wow. So she creates these bubbles in time. She's capable of transporting people and places.
0: Yeah, it was just a blip. It was like Marianne saw it for a second. She sees
1: Aspen. She sees Aspen. She opens the basement door and she sees Aspen, Colorado. Aspen, Colorado.
0: And then it just, it it shimmers back into focus and it's these kids. Right. Sledding down the stairs on us on a cardboard box
1: this is new this is not something jackie radowski was ever capable of doing he went on these journeys alone
0: he never brought anyone with him right um but danielle has seen has looked at the specter of death in the face and come back from the other side right that's the difference between her and jackie yeah well D- jackie has lived and died uh, thousands and thousands of times right but the only Jackie who's never faced death is the Stony Brook Jackie, right? Right, right. Yeah. But Stony Brook Danielle has. I honestly think there's something here. I'm going to read you two passages mm-hmm. that back this up. Here's my first passage. This is something that Stacy says to Danielle. Stacy sat down cross-legged. Cross-legged? cross legged. Cross legged? Stacy sat down cross legged. Cro- Stacy sat down cross legged facing Daniel.
1: Legend.
0: We'll fix it in post. It'll be easier. Just say to do just that. say cross
1: legged and we'll fix it in post.
0: No, I it'll be easier to do it if you don't interrupt me while I'm saying it. Okay. I think it's cross legged, because I think legged okay. is r- definitely wrong.
1: Definitely I think you can wrong.
0: Say, yeah, you can say legged uh-huh. or legged. But legged this
1: for just for coverage, say cross legged, cross legged, cross
0: legged. Okay, cross-legged and cross-legged, I will say. Uh-huh. Cross-legged I'm not gonna say Got it. Got it. It was clean cut. <laughs> Great. Stacy sat down cross legged <laughs> <laughs> facing Danielle. Sometimes it takes time for people to get over being angry or upset, said Stacy. Maybe you should give your friends more time. She looked at Danielle's pinched face. She heard the word time. Who was she to talk to a kid like Danielle about time? (laughs) 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 Nola and Anne are spelling it out for us today. This is called The Wall of Evidence. Yeah, this is about time and temporality. And here's a final passage that's near the end of the book. Describing Danielle, Jesse says the following, who knew what she was capable of? I looked forward to her future, and I knew I was lucky to be a part of her present. Danielle, like when the babysitters look at Danielle, they see her in these temporal terms. Right. Like they look at her and they see the past and the present and the future as one because time is a fucking construct. We know this from Kant. Right, yeah. And from The Watchman. And from the Watchmen. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Um and from the mother of clocks, Anne Martin herself. Right, exactly. Anna Martin doesn't see time the way we do, right? She sees it as a construct, as like this like flimsy film that's put over experience. Right. Yeah, no, it's an illusion. To make it intelligible. But like she doesn't need that shit. She's the mother of clocks. She looks at time as what it is. Right. Which is indescribable for you or me. She pulls out these threads from the great tapestry of time. Exactly. And this is why she has these characters. I think this is why she has these characters who kind of exist temporally in a way that we're not used to that's uncomfortable for us and right. Jackie is one of them and Danielle now it does seem is also one of these temporal creatures
1: yeah so and i think all of these disasters that danielle encounters in this book the the um, car accident and the shower swimming pool and the sledding accident and the rollerblading the rollerblading of course these are all blips right as we that's what our
0: limited brains Can only phrase them as
1: is is blips.
0: It explains why this fucking eight year old got in a car and started driving around the block, right? Right? Like in her world, she was like James Dean racing for pinks. exactly. And then in another, she was
1: Olympic diver. Insert Olympic diver name. Peekaboo Street. Peekaboo Street. Perfect. Yep. Got it. Definitely Uh. a skier.
0: (laughs) 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 Also a skier from like the fucking nineties. Like it's not even a reference. What're gonna
1: get? And in another one she was rollerblading, which is definitely Just... a moment out of time because <laughs> Jack, can I admit something to you right now? Please. I am excellent on rollerblades. Wait, really? Just gifted. It's it's as though I should be on rollerblades all the time and walking on my own two feet is what is unnatural.
0: Why don't you get those like wheelie shoes? Because well, two reasons. Yeah super lame. <laughs> okay, that's reason number 1. Uh I
1: have massive feet and nothing fit on them. Okay, fine. All I want is for rollerblades to come back into style. If they became cool again, I would rollerblade to work every single day. And I would be like a god. People I would love to see that. I would be rollerblading over the Manhattan Bridge every day and people on the subway would go by and they would just be like
0: <gasps>
1: <laughs> What was that vision?
0: um th- hidden depths
1: man i had no fucking idea in 1990 i'm gonna say six i went to yeah. rollerblade
0: camp fucking hell dude over the summer this is fascinating it's you are like danielle and like jackie radowski a victim of time i know exactly you're a victim of time i'm like jack
1: Shepard on the hit abc series Lost. like okay we have to go back
0: that's very confusing we have to go back we have to go back <laughs> it doesn't seem like we're going to though God I how could I you know. have known this is my tearful moment this week is thinking about you just like like getting better and better like I can see it as, as a montage. Just like rollerblades are in, everybody's into it. You're like learning new tricks. You're learning how to rollerblade backwards. You're like, I'm
1: so good at it. I can rollerblade backwards in my sleep. You're
0: on the fucking up and up, and then literally one day in like 1998, every single person except you was like,
1: eh. <laughs> right. Mm. It's like uh, it's like an intro of a Pixar movie, you know yeah. <laughs> It's like me and rollerblades just like really getting to know one another, and it's so great and it's so perfect and it's so idyllic, and then it's just like gray <laughs> It's just and not a rainy, thing. and the rollerblades are delegated. Uh,
0: baby nation rollerblades are like um, <laughs> are these things that you it's that, a beautiful like you...
1: sport that only the most elegant human beings are capable of of doing.
0: You, st- you strap them onto your feet. They're like shoes, but like on the shoes, they have uh, they have wheels that are like are kind of in the shape of ice skates, except they're wheels. And you can, can I admit like, something else to you? Trundle this around is, on them. This is literally tragic. and maybe too sad for
1: this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get drunk mm-hmm. and will go on the internet and look up size 15 rollerblades just to see if they're out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's the other thing that's so sad and that's the other way that you're a victim of time is your feet grew too large for any any reasonable thing
1: like no one's making rollerblades a yeah and absolutely no one's making them size 15 (laughs)
0: wow god that's deeply sad this is my hell well we're all living in it I would like to take a quick break and uh, grab myself another beer.
1: Okay, I'll do the same.
0: All right. Tanner?
1: Jack, As- I
0: am uh, going to hijack the conversation from you. Great. Great. I, That's uh, new. That's new. I've never experienced that before. Can I take a second to like just like sit in this moment? It's the first time that I've had this experience of you hijacking the conversation. So a it's couple cuz um, it's like I was about to say something and I started saying it and then you jumped in and hijacked the conversation. And I I've, I've never experienced that before. And so I'm just like I just need a moment for my brain to kind of catch up with like what that's like. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, go, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Please continue. Please. So a
1: couple of minutes ago I mentioned how um I would be uh, like a golden Adonis. Uh, Rollerblading across the Manhattan Bridge Uh And how people on the subway Would look out from their Boring humdrum commute And see me glistening in the sun And drop to their knees in praise Uh Um, Can I read a passage from the book from you? Please Okay Let me ask you guys this Began Stacy Stacy. Suppose someone said Get on the subway card. I'm going to drive it off the Brooklyn Bridge Would you do it? The four girls exchanged glances, then Becca said, of course not, that would be stupid. So you'd think for yourself and say no, said Stacy. Becca frowned, yes. Anything wrong with that statement, Jack? I know you've been in Austin for a long time, maybe you don't remember the- A subway car does not go across the Brooklyn Bridge. There is no fucking subway line on the Brooklyn Bridge, Stacy stacy miss fucking new york city expert miss i love new york city
0: it goes across the fucking manhattan bridge idiot stacy mcgill get your head out of your ass stacy so tanner something's wrong with stacy and like we know that this week she's acting different i think this isn't (gasps) stacy oh my god this isn't fucking Stacy, dude. Oh my god! And there's no
1: more clear signal. And 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 Nola are signaling it so hard to us.
0: They're like, what's the one thing Stacy knows? The one thing, the one signifier that is clearly Stacy is New York City trivia.
1: Right. And so in this example, Baby Nation, she's trying to. Uh, it's like an intervention. All of Danielle's friends are angry at her. They're angry that she got them into this car accident. They're angry that she got them into trouble. And Stacy, along with Mal and Jesse, are trying to make them all uh, get along again. Sort of like bygones be bygones. And this, Stacy goes out of her way to find a example that is relevant to the situation and relevant to her expertise on New York City Wow and she gets it wrong
0: okay so and that makes a ton of sense in light of what we also know which is that Stacy is like skipping meetings and skipping out on clients and like it's not even that she's doing it it's that she seems not to know that it's a problem right so now the prevalent theory is that this is not Stacy this is not Stacy Stacy's gone who <sighs>
1: We have to wow. we've to keep
0: an eye on this. There's no way Stacy McGill for all her flaws would not make such an obvious mistake. No, absolutely not. As thinking that the subway that goes overground on a bridge goes across the Brooklyn Bridge. The Brooklyn Bridge doesn't have that kind of
1: infrastructure. Stacy was built in like 1880.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Stacy McGill knows that. I will give her that much credit. Wow, that's good stuff. That is a good find, Tanner. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad you interrupted me. Yeah. Um, before we get the fuck out of here, Tanner, I want to ask you a question. Okay. It's an existential question. <laughs> okay. Who or what is the troublemaker?
1: Uh, wow. I mean, I could turn to Norse mythology and say that the troublemaker is the trickster God Loki. Yeah. That's a very good place to turn. I could turn to the D&D universe. Oh, I th- wish you wouldn't. And say, oh, I could turn to the, um, the Elder Scrolls universe. Okay. And say that the troublemaker is the um, god of madness. Okay. Whose name I'm forgetting. So. Wow. It's fucking casual over here. <laughs> <laughs> cut all that. Cut all that. It's un-
0: humiliating that I didn't know that. <laughs> when Anne writes a book with a title like this, like putting the troublemaker in the title to me means that there's so much more than just the obvious reading, which is that it's Danielle is the one who's making trouble. And. For basically the whole read of this book, I assumed that the deeper meaning of Troublemaker was death, the great troublemaker. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. That like re- makes sense
1: to me. Have you read Being in Time? Mm. Loved it. so, Like, such a, such
0: a good read. Which translation did you read? Macquarie Robinson? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah, that was the one I read. I loved it. I made a mistake of reading the other fucking translation first, and I had to go back and read Macquarie Robinson. Oh, yeah. No, I,
1: I read Robinson
0: first, and then the other one second. And yeah. Okay. I definitely... Okay. I was glad I read Robinson first, you know? Macquarie Robinson. Right. Um, But that's like... Like, being unto death is one of the major ways of being that there is. Um, according to Heidegger. And like, death is the great troublemaker. And it's perfect because it's Danielle. Um, and she is faced down death. She's kissed death. Yeah. She's kissed death. And so, like, the way that she is unto death is particularly fraught. Like, it's particularly real for her. But in mm-hmm. this discussion with you today, I kind of think that the troublemaker is time. You think, oh, you think time is the troublemaker? I think time is a troublemaker. And again, not to dwell on this, but that's the second half. If you've read division 2 of Being in yep. Time, that's yeah, all I about have. temporality and like how we are in time. It's all it's like hard it's harder to get through. No, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. like that's no, I I, the, that's, I had an
1: easy time with it, but I understand how it might be hard for someone like you. Okay. Um So this is an interesting, this is interesting because I feel like you and I, for so many books and in so many episodes now, have been railing against Anne. Yeah. For what she is doing to not only these girls, but to us. Right. By keeping them locked in time. But what if Anne was right this whole time? Okay. What if time is the enemy? What if Anne's great war on time? has been the just and,
0: and pious cause. This I love where you're going with this, and I think you're right. That's where this is going. But I don't think we need to assume from that that Anne is right. What you're seeing is what Anne wants you to see. She's making the case. She is making the case for why what she has done is right.
1: Of course, because... Time is is
0: the Great Troublemaker. That's what Anne is telling us. Hey, here's another fucking book. It's like, do I have to spell it out for you? It's a book about time, which is the Great Troublemaker. And I, Anne, am the answer to that. I keep these girls outside of time, and I know that there are problems with that, and I know that you have issues with that, but there's a reason that I'm doing it. Anne is like a time libertarian. Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She thinks, like, if... We outlaw time, then only outlaws will use time.
0: Exactly, and that's why she's the mother of clocks. It's discipline, right? She's keeping time in check. She's keeping time at bay. She's keeping time from doing its worst. I'm gonna write my senator tomorrow and be like, uh, "Time to
1: <laughs> time for a new set of amendments on the Constitution, and one of them is the right to bear time. Yeah. <laughs> it's unalienable. Yeah." Our Mallory's need their earrings. Right. Our Hunter Bruno needs to recover from his head cold. You know, Mal needs contacts.
0: Christy and Bart need to, like, move past fucking first base. Let's be real here.
1: just give up on their doomed relationship because (laughs) Christy's a lesbian woman, and who knows what's going on with Bart Bashir. Well, time is a great troublemaker. I feel like we solved that issue. Right, and Baby Nation... (laughs) Please, I, I implore you. Yeah. Call your congressman tomorrow. Call your senator. Call your congressman. And say, I demand the right to bear time.
0: Yeah. Give us a nice review on iTunes. And then while you're feeling virtuous, uh-huh. call your congressman. Right. And say that you demand the right to bear time. Right. And that Anna Martin is trying to take it away from you.
1: Say that exactly. Say that exactly. Um, and then do let us know how that conversation goes. <laughs> and then do, please, yeah, do, please let us know <laughs> how that conversation goes. Say, nineteen celebrated 1980s children's book author Anna Martin is trying to take time away from me, and I demand the right to bear time. I am a sovereign yeah. citizen. I'm sorry, am I yeah. being detained? Am I free to go? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, ask them if you're free to go. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I thought the troublemaker might be is this mysterious character, Mr. Major. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
1: Mr. Major. So I, I'm having trouble remembering. What was the name that Stacy's dad came up with for his Fire Island girlfriend when he was pretending that she was like a buddy he played chess with? Was that not also Mr. Majors? It's definitely not going to be because Ann and Nola are not that sloppy. Oh, Jesus. But the second I read Mr. Majors, I was like, that sounds so familiar. Hang on. Maybe I'm thinking of the hit 1994 film, Major Pain, with Damon Wayans.
0: Oh, it's such a classic. (laughs) God, what a good movie that was. Hang on.
1: God, I miss Damon Wayans. He was so good in the 90s.
0: Oh, my God, dude. What? Stew majors Tanner <sighs> you fucking badass
1: now so i i'm less concerned with my encyclopedic knowledge and i'm i'm more concerned with what this means
0: yeah but take a minute to do a victory lap on your encyclopedic knowledge baby nation in case you didn't piece together what just happened tanner remembered from the novel stacy's lie that book number 76 that stacy's dad Edward McGill when he goes to Fire Island and has a secret girlfriend the way that he plays that off to Stacy is he pretends that he's visiting with his friend Stu Majors
1: I wonder if this is the same Majors
0: so in this novel there is a man called Mr Majors who is a friend quote in in air quotes right of Aunt Cecilia it's the B plot we haven't dwelt too much on it because there's a lot of fucking heidegger and temporality that robinson um, yeah took uh, a front seat this week uh, but the b plot is that jesse thinks that aunt cecilia is getting married to a mysterious man named mr majors right we don't know much about him. but she's
1: not she's not mr majors and aunt cecilia are just close friends all we know
0: then tanner is that there is a character called mr majors uh-huh. who has shown up and never shown his face no 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 yeah right in, in now in stacy's lie we see mr majors in this one sure but he's lurking in the shadows of right. this book like he doesn't like you don't get much out of him he's just no. like to jesse is just like oh this guy mr majors like what does he do how does he know Cecilia? he's a
1: newcomer this is the first time we're ever hearing of him yeah when we first are introduced to him it's orally only Right, we don't see him, we just hear him through a door making wedding plans
0: with Aunt Cecilia, right?
1: Yeah. Is this Stu Majors?
0: I don't know. Is this Stu Majors from Stacy's Sly?
1: Is Stu Majors just, just a placeholder? Yeah. Is this some kind of glitch in the Matrix?
0: Well, and listen, just to tie it all back together... Is he Agent Smith? Stacy left for Fire Island, where Stu Majors has a house. Right. Last we heard from her in a stacy based novel. In this novel, Stacy's gone. It's not someone called Stacy is going through the motions. Right? But Mr. Majors is still here. This is very scary.
1: Yeah, this is terrifying. Something's happened to Stacy since her last encounter with Mr. Majors. And now Stacy's right. gone and Mr. Majors is here.
0: Mr. Majors is here. He's off the island. He crossed water. I know who the troublemaker is. Tell me. Mr. Majors. It's Mr. Majors. The Troublemaker is Mr. Majors. And, Nola, you guys did a very good job this week. Jesse and the Troublemaker. The Troublemaker is time itself. The Troublemaker is our main character, Danielle. The Troublemaker is, in some ways, the specter of death. And the Troublemaker is this mysterious character called Mr. Majors. In his terrifying second appearance. It is terrifying second appearance which only the closest followers of these texts could possibly notice. Right. Wow. Wow. Tour de force. What a tour de force. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I ain't no Nola thack girl <laughs> Right. Uh no no lane in the thec <laughs> <laughs> oh That's so wrong.
1: This uh, I, I uh, want to know the Thacker. Paint it black.
0: <laughs> Good. Okay, you did it. You did it. I uh, don't know
1: enough of the lyrics to really make it cohesive, but...
0: I see a and book and I want, want to, to know the Thacker. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we really nailed it. Uh, mate, Tanner, before we get the fuck out of here, let me ask you a real quick question. Uh-huh i'm listening did you uh this week have a i wanted to ask yeah. you because i certainly fucking did not
1: mine was um as i described to you earlier
0: mine was very soft good let's hear it the fact that you found a burn at all in this burn free novel is a testament to your ability so I will not criticize it. Eek, said Marianne.
1: What's in the jar? It's my specimen jar, said Danielle, grinning ghoulishly. Marianne felt herself turning green. The jar was filled with something evil-colored and icky-looking. She was afraid to ask. Um, Danielle, she began. Greg began to laugh. She believed you. She believed you, Dr. Frank. Marianne's face turned from green to red. She almost had believed Danielle. Danielle started laughing and turned from fiendish Dr. Frankenstein back into herself. It's leftover pea soup with some ketchup and a chopped up hot dog inside of it, she explained.
0: It's, it's a, I would call it a prank.
1: It's a burn because it's a prank, but then
0: they give her shit for believing it. Yeah, and I think that's where the burn lies. And also, given what we now know about Danielle, do we believe that this is actually pea soup with Franks in it? No. Or I has she so. be- been beyond this mortal plane and carried back some like like primordial goo? Right? Maybe that's Stacy in that jar. Oh god. Or what's left of her. That's exactly what it is, right? That's exactly what it is. It's fucking Stacy.
1: And then Danielle like took out an insulin shot and pushed the plunger down. Into the soupy mixture of hot dogs and pea soup.
0: I wonder if this is Anne just leveling a shot across the bow at us, for all the times that we jokingly said that we wished ill upon Stacy. Right. Then Anne's like, "Okay,
1: look what your dark thoughts have brought look, forth. Look what you've done, boys. Like I need to keep
0: this series going so I can make my filthy lucre <laughs> uh-huh. and sustain my abominable lifestyle." Uh-huh. In the manner to which I become accustomed, so I'm going to put like a fucking like shadow Stacy in here. This cocaine isn't going to buy itself. <laughs> but you're both going to know what happened to Stacy because of your fucking like making light of my life's work. You're going to know what happened.
1: I wonder if we're in the cocaine phase of Anne, like how <laughs> Stephen King had that weird cocaine phase. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're definitely folks were fucked up. We're definitely in the libel phase of our podcast. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. We call it libel here in the U.S., but I understand your meaning. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Maybe it's time to get the fuck out of here. I agree. I just got a text from our mutual friend, Will Varner, that Star Wars tickets are on sale, and I have an annual tradition to uphold.
0: Oh, boy. We're going to be missing out on our third this year, but... All right, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start wrapping things up, and I'm going to do it, it sounds like, without the benefit of my co-host, Tanner, which means that buying that... Star Wars The Last Jedi tickets, oh, Baby I was, Nation. No, Sorry. I was, saying, I was saying without the benefit of my uh-huh. co-host. What I... I've i been Tanner Greenring. No, I'm going to do it without you, and thereby it's going to be a lot smoother than normal. Uh, Baby Nation, thank you so much for listening to our show. Um. Thank you also for your many wonderful and delightful iTunes reviews. They mean the world to us, um, and they help us to get noticed. So if you haven't taken the time to give us a quick rating and review on iTunes, please do take the time to do that. It helps our podcast to skyrocket through the rankings and reach the eyeballs of big iTunes. This week, Baby Nation... We read a book called Jesse and the Troublemaker. It was very fucking good. We both enjoyed it. Good, clean babysitting fun. Uh, Nola Thacker and Anne uh, formed like Voltron to deliver a perfect novel. Next week, and Tanner, I am going to need you back for this. I hope I've been stalling enough. Uh, I've been Tanner Greenring. (laughs) Next week, Tanner, we're going to read a book called Stacy versus the bsc which stacy what stacy that's what they've been setting up we're gonna see what it is that stacy has become or what the the husk that is stacy's body now contains whatever's in there who knows what's in there but it's gonna do battle with the bsc next week i'm ready i'm not I don't know which side I've chosen yet. Probably the BSC
1: because I'm a longtime
0: Stacy detractor. And I'm a longtime BSC fan. So I think we're both on so the both side BLC. of the BSC. Uh-huh. Next week, we're reading a book called Stacy versus the BSC. This week, Baby Nation, I have been Jack Shepard. I am.
1: I have been, and I continue to be, and I always will be. America's favorite Babysitter's Club Critic and expert Tanner uh, Daniel
0: Agreed Ring This week Tanner has been Tanner Claudia's wearing a bra now The way she talks You would think that boys had just been Invented
1: Good work Good work
0: Shall we sing something together? Because um, I'm just still doing my mic check here.
1: What What's a song you know all the lyrics to?
0: Uh, it's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. No, I don't know any of those lyrics. Ready? That's great. It That's starts great. with it's, an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplanes. airplanes. Lenny ben Bruce is, is not afraid. Not
1: great. Okay, well, that was bad. <laughs> uh, how about Mary Had a Little Lamb? What about Informer by Snow? Okay.
0: Informa I don't say that I'm play um I lick you boom boom, boom boom down, down. Detective <laughs> Man that said the dadamis nom is dab but someone down a lean Why do you have so
1: many of those lyrics? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I lick you boom boom down. Okay, well that's un fucking fortunate.
1: That was a hitgum podcast.